following is a presentation of the Michigan Sports Network. Wednesdays on the Huge Radio Network are presented by the Michigan High School Athletic Association. You can follow everything about high school sports 24-7 at MHSAA.com, at MHSAA on Twitter, and MHSAA on Facebook. Wednesdays on the Huge Show are presented by the Michigan High School Athletic Association. We are back live across Michigan Hour number two on a MHSAA Wednesday. Superfly Hayes, our executive producer in a moment. Anthony Broom from the Wolverine.com team on Michigan and Michigan State Saturday night, 7.30 p.m. Wolverines on the DraftKings Sportsbook app Big Board, a 25-point favorite. Mike O'Hara. Lions NFL columnist from DetroitLions.com within 30 minutes. Top of next hour, David Gregory. He is an NFLPA certified sports agent, lawyer by trade, connected to NIL in the state of Michigan, and also focusing on Michigan athletes through his Bull Rush Sports Management Company. He'll be in studio. We'll talk about a Michigan, not law yet, but there's a bill. And Lansing, Mark Ewell talked about this a couple of weeks ago, where high school athletes in the state of Michigan might be able to get NIL deals, but the Michigan High School Athletic Association would have to approve or disapprove of them. That's why I go back to that tweet from a listener, have an open division. Have an open division in high school sports. For two years... And, and realistically, your NIL money is going to be basketball and football, right? You have an open division where these schools would play in that open division. Doesn't matter about school size, that open division, NIL deals. You want to play games out of state? There's a different set of rules. Problem is, is that and this is where Mark and his team, and they will follow the law, that if you allow an open division, but then a kid can't make money in northern Michigan, right, from a car dealer, that just gets – and we talked about it with Mark Hewell in the studio a couple weeks ago. You won't be able to control that. Another suggestion in our MHSAA huge question of the day, what changes would you make? Rules, divisions, sports, anything – connected to boys and girls teams at Michigan high schools, you can drop your suggestions. I'll pass them along to Mark. 1-866-838-4843. That's on the Mercantile Bank listener line at Huge Show on Twitter, The Huge Show on Facebook. Somebody said in school of choice that if you take school of choice, you can't play sports. Now that that's interesting. So if you, again, because academics, believe it or not, are still the focal point of high schools, which uh, a lot of us tend to forget. Yeah, so if you go school of choice, you cannot play sports at that school. But you get people who legitimately move and they have their kids have to go to another district. You get divorced families that move. But I think Mark Ewell and his team at the Michigan High School Athletic Association do one hell of a job 
keeping this from being rampant anarchy. I really do. But I, I do like that idea. If you take school of choice in high school, okay, this would be in high school, middle school on, you're not eligible to play sports. You can go get your 4.0 and get a college degree, but you can't play sports with school of choice. But also I believe this side of me that grew up dirt poor in Burton Heights, that if we want to really save our kids, we have got to give those kids a chance to be in a better environment, and that's academically, and not just sports. It could be band, it could be cheerleading, it could be choir, drama, whatever it is. Because I look back, and I've always told you this, that if I stayed in Burton Heights and didn't move to Sparta as a sophomore, I don't think I'd be where I am today. Because I had strong role models. I saw families that ate dinner together. I saw dads that would give their kids a kick in the ass when needed and hug and cry with them when needed. Where I grew up, you just survived day to day, week to week. And when you're young, you see your buddies, you don't think, you think this is, you're loving life. You're playing Little League Baseball, you're playing till it gets dark in the street with, you know, tennis balls up against stairs and trying to hit home runs over the church fence. And then when you get older, you realize, damn, you know, when you get into your teens, like, I'm poor. And when I went to Sparta, I tell everybody I flunked every class at Grand Rapids Central High School, flunked every class, never went to school. Left Sparta High School with a 3.8 GPA in college prep classes. What changed? The environment around me. That's what changed. Too many people base it on race or politics. No. Uh, Kids can't control if it's a one-parent family or no-parent family. It's a different animal. It really is. So that's why when we're talking about the possible changes you like to see in high school sports... I do agree with school of choice, but maybe if they do school of choice, you have to do it when you're seventh or eighth grade, right? You can't do it when you're ninth. Again, I don't know all the rules on everything on transferring, but I do like the plain and simple rules with our MHSAA huge question of the day. You're a private school. You play up a division. That's it. There should be no special set of circumstances for you to be able to transfer to a private school and be eligible more than transferring from a public to public school. It's good conversation, man. I'm getting crushed with the comments on Twitter because everybody played high school or they have kids in high school or they coach or work at a high school. So you can join us, 1-866-838-4843. Add Huge Show on Twitter, easiest way to get your comments. I'll read some of those Coming up in a moment. First, though, I want to get to Anthony Broom from the Wolverine.com, his thoughts on Michigan, Michigan State. This may be how the pandemic was pretty lethargic uh, that week leading up to that game where Rocky shocked uh, the big house. But there is just no juice to this game on Saturday night. Yeah, there could be a moral victory if Michigan State plays them close, but nobody feels It's going to be a challenge, and this is at Spartan Stadium. And the biggest thing I'm curious about, how many Michigan fans will be inside that building? Anthony Broom from the Wolverine.com is standing by. 
on the Roast Umber Coffee guest line. How you doing, my man? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me back. All right. Uh, this matchup compared to other Michigan-Michigan State games, you see uh, where is it different? Obviously, with all the off-the-field turmoil and no Mel Tucker, uh, where is there something hidden that Michigan State brought to Iowa and Rutgers and should have came away with two wins? Instead, they blew it, two losses. Uh, how do you look at Michigan-Michigan State? Yeah, I mean, first off, I mean, I know the big storyline this week is that uh, – Oh gosh, there's just there's just no juice for this game, and you know, well, I get it. It's it's looks like it has a chance to be a little more lopsided than maybe we thought it would uh, coming into the season. But um, there's a lot of motivation in Ann Arbor to you know. It's, this is the first game this year where Michigan has a chance to do one of the four things it sets out to do every year, which is beat Michigan State, beat Ohio State, win a Big Ten title, win a national title, and um, you know, there's uh, you know, you, you, when you chase that perfection every week, there's another rung on the ladder to climb. And for those guys, this is that next step for them. And, and they don't care that, um, you know, Michigan State has its own stuff going on. Like, they're trying to win one of these trophy games. And they're trying, you know, they want to go out and impose their will and, and dominate their rival in their home stadium. And to me, I think there's, yeah, from a team perspective, I think, uh, the juice is there. Now, the fan bases, I think, obviously, um, with the two teams going in the you know opposite directions, things are a lot more calm than they typically are. And, and truth be told, probably needed that. Now, certainly, you'd, you'd like to see, um, you know, you want to see maybe an in-state rivalry game with a little more on the line for both teams, other than just pride for one team and, you know, another victory for another team. But, um yeah, it is. Uh, it, it feels calm. I think that Michigan fans will. Well, I don't think it's. I don't. I'm going to tap the brakes a little bit on, you know, the talk that it might look like what the Lions have done in Tampa Bay or Green Bay in recent weeks. But I do think there's going to be a healthy smattering of maze there. I think as these ticket prices continue to come down, um, and, you know, there are Michigan State fans that have pride too. Like they want to come out there and it's a trophy game for them too, and you want to defend your home field, but. I do think more so than that, you know, if, if the record was flipped and Michigan State was four and two, I don't think you'd see nearly as much maze in that stadium as you will on Saturday night. His name is Anthony Broom from the Wolverine.com, talking Michigan and Michigan State Saturday night here on the huge show across Michigan. Uh, what do you think, uh, Michigan State, if they do this, they could make it a fourth quarter game that nobody sees coming? I mean, first off, I mean, from their perspective, you need to stop shooting yourself in the foot. I mean, that's this is a Michigan team that if you make a mistake, they're going to pounce on it. I mean, I look back to that Nebraska game um, from a couple weeks ago where, you know, Michigan punches Nebraska in the mouth the first drive, and then immediately the Cornhuskers turn over, turn over the football before some fans are even, you know, out of the popcorn line. It's a 14 nothing game in favor of Michigan. I mean, if you're Michigan State, you obviously have to avoid that. Um, I also think it probably means that your your rival has to play out of character as well. Like uh, maybe JJ McCarthy reverts back to what we saw in the Bowling Green game, or they come out flat and sloppy. But even then, you know, we've seen games too where you know Rutgers scores on their opening drive. Indiana dominates the first quarter, and they just don't. I think in order to beat Michigan. 
not only are you going to have to you know outplay them for a long stretch of the game, but you got to get them into a four quarter game, and no one's been able to do that. And Michigan doesn't flinch, and and I don't think that that's something that's really in the cards for them on Saturday either. So, yeah, I think it's gonna it, it's gonna take um, I won't say a miracle. It's football; you have to play the game. But you know, there's so much that has to go right for Michigan State, and so much that has to go wrong for Michigan, and you know. Uh, you got to go out there and play the game, right? You can't just show up and expect a win to happen. But um, it's just there's a there's a lot there that needs to take place, and I don't know that I'm buying that it can happen with you know the the players that Michigan State will have. Obviously, the coaching staff is 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 not you know they'll have a new coach after this year, obviously. So there'll be changes made there. I just don't don't I just don't see a recipe for them to really make this a fight. Final score prediction, Anthony. Oh man, I haven't put in the official prediction yet for the site, but I, I will probably expect this one to look a lot like the other, the rest of these games after Michigan. I, I mean, just to throw a number out, uh, 41-7, 41-10, something like that. Um, the one thing to look out for: Michigan, I believe, is two twelve and one against the spread against Michigan State their last fifteen meetings. So. Wow. Uh, who's you know we'll see um you know it, it's it's a big game for Michigan State too they're going to come out fired up and this is kind of uh you know when with this year going as poorly as it has this is one you empty the tank for so i mean i could see a scenario where it's closer than the spread indicates but with the spread being as large as it is i don't necessarily think that's great news for Michigan State still Anthony Broom for the Wolverine.com. Coverage leading up to, during, and after the Michigan-Michigan State football game at the Wolverine.com. Anthony, always good to hear your voice. Thank you for your time. Thank you for having me, guys. All right, Anthony Broom checking in on the Roast Umber Coffee guest line. Michael Harry, DetroitLions.com columnist here in less than 15 minutes. We also have our MHSAA huge question of the day. What rules changes, sports, you would add? Division, alignment, realignment, changes, anything connected to boys and girls high school sports in the state of Michigan, you can answer on air at 1-866-838-4843. That's on the Mercantile Bank listener line, 1-866-838-HUGE, at HUGE Show on Twitter, The HUGE Show on Facebook. Comments coming in on Facebook about if you could make any changes to sports or rules at any Michigan high school, what would you do? Katie Meyer Foco targeting rule enforced in football. Minimum number of players on a roster to qualify for 11 man football. Ryan Fulbrook comments go away with playoff points for football and go back to six wins, get you in. I just watched a game that will happen this week that the winner will get in with four wins when there are teams with more wins not making it in, and that's the Michigan High School Athletic Association rewarding teams for playing a tough schedule. Sean Towery on changes he would make to Michigan high school sports. Students that participate in athletics need to have an athletics period versus PE to coincide with practices, etc. This would help them advance their skills much greater than they already are. I think a lot of schools already do that. Adopt NCAA rules and scale them accordingly to the high school level. This will allow them to better prepare for the next level as well. And Sean finishes up with educators that are also coaches need to coach 
on their specific campus and not coach at a different campus or different school district. I amen on that. I think all the coaches should be part of that school district and high school. I really do. I think that's part of the high school experience. I know it becomes a business. I know that coaches are lacking, and you hope with this rule change now in retirement and you don't have to wait nine months. That was signed into law. That will help coaches, but I I agree. Uh, But some schools just can't find coaches. If you get a lot of teachers who don't want to coach, what do you do then? You got to hire the custodian. Uh, Damian Payne comments playoffs, especially baseball, should be based on record, not luck of the draw. Top seeds should be rewarded for their body of work in the regular season. Uh, Chad Helmrich, medical redshirt for kids who miss their senior season. Hmm. That's interesting at the high school level. If you were hurt, would you get a fifth year of high school? That's more on the college line. Kirk was nasty. A touch strike an official or coach who are banned from all sports, whether you are a player or spectator. I'm with that if it's intentional touching. Uh, Brian Kilzuski, do the football playoffs according to the playoff points. No reason the top two through four teams should be in the same district or even regionals. If you want a true champion, the top team should be on opposite sides of the brackets. I agree with that one million percent. That you rank it, 32 teams make the playoffs, right, in the current divisions? You rank them one through 32. Oh, well, you're going to have to travel. That That's part of making the playoffs. And I'm telling you right now, outside of the horrible weather we had when we went to North Branch and we traveled to South Haven, I think those travel games are good for fans and the kids. I really do. Then playing, I'm talking playoffs than playing five miles away. I, I like the seating. Why, why should you be punished? What if a region, for instance, all right, I'll just say this with Grand Rapids, Forest Hills Eastern. We could be possibly in the same region with Grand Rapids, South Christian and Whitehall. Spring Lake, Allendale, all, all in the same region. Loaded teams. Other regions are going to get three middle of the pack teams. I like the seedings and you travel. I like that in basketball as well, in the playoffs. You travel. Well, it's cost, schools. Then a school can opt out and not play the playoffs. Why why should a district have three of the top teams in the state in it? Right? That's not fair. So thank you for some of the feedback that, that is coming in on our huge question of the day. Sean Rodriguez says, if you quit a sport, you are subjected to suspension of the next year in that sport, if you quit in season. That's interesting. Uh, Richard uh, Prize uh, bike. I'm not even close on that, but sorry, Richard. Shot clock in the second half of high school basketball games. A team could literally bring the ball down and run the whole quarter out if they wanted unless the other team fouls them. It's really sickening to watch games in the second half sometimes. Andy Belanger, bring NIL into high schools. I mentioned there's a pending 
House bill in Lansing where it's been introduced. If it passes, it would be similar to the college NIL rules. So David Gregory, who is a lawyer, sports agent, he is well-versed in NIL, also targets state of Michigan athletes, representing them to go to the next level, NFL PA certified agent. He will join us in studio uh, here in about 40 minutes, and we'll talk about NIL at the high school and college levels in the state of Michigan. And the University of Michigan just started a nonprofit collective led by Duncan Robinson, Carol Hutchins. Uh, they got a lot of big names. Jamie Morris is involved. So we'll talk about that and NIL at the high school level. I do, if you're just joining us, a listener on Twitter had the idea that have an open division in high school sports in the state of Michigan. That open division, schools could do NIL. You would have to be there for at least two years. You could go travel. Your games may have a different number, but it's an open division. Uh, that's a pretty cool idea. Uh, Kyle Gilstead comments on the Huge Show Facebook page, girls hoops back to the fall and volleyball to the winter. I think this would also help with official shortages. But, you know, when they had the lawsuit and the sports got changed, um, I don't think that's going to happen. Like I mentioned, I think girls and boys soccer should both be in the fall. I don't think that would hurt volleyball in the fall. I'm just guessing. Or you, And then that way, boys and girls golf in the fall. I don't, I don't know what you move to the spring. You would have to adjust some of that if you're doing – but I don't think the golf, soccer, volleyball, I, I don't think they, they crisscross each other. I really don't. And especially if you're going to add boys volleyball to the spring, which I think will be uh, the next boys sports added maybe as early as next year. I think girls flag football will have the inside track for the fall sport category. So a lot – hey, we all have a right to our opinions. You played high school sports, you coach, you teach at a high school, you have kids who are younger coming up or kids who have went through or kids still playing like I do. I'll take your feedback, what rules changes, any changes you would make to boys and girls high school sports in the state of Michigan. 1-866-838-4843. That's 1-866-838-HUGE. Dave and Plainwell listening on 96.1, the game out of Grand Rapids, just south of GR. You're on the HUGE show. Hey, how you doing, Huge? Hey, David. All right, I'm going to clean up the sport your daughter plays. I said this, I'm a referee in soccer, and I'm going to tell you how to clean up that game internationally. If you injure a player while you're playing, you can't play until the injured player can play. Mm. The yellow card does nothing. The red card does nothing. Big deal. They sit a game. They they come back. What what about that kid you injured that can't play for six weeks? I guarantee that cleans up that sport. I, and don't tell me you don't see you don't see dirty play out on the field that some kid gets the back act bad end of it and lo and behold is sitting on the bench. Well, and one thing, Dave, and I, I think actually I met you. Uh, you were I think it was a club game or something you were reffing and you know your listener down in playing well I, I think in soccer right now 
that one of those back uh, line who's checking for offsides, AR, whatever they call it, uh, one should stay yeah. back and watch behind the play because, trust me, I got a son playing well, varsity soccer. To. They're supposed to, but they're, they're, they're right. supposed to do that. But what I'm trying to say is many times in the game, you see a lot of time. I've seen where we get down to the last couple minutes of a high school soccer game and – the defenseman will just go and hack on one of the kids and you'd be like, what, what do you do? Yellow card him. Worst case, you red card him. But the whole point is here's this kid though is being carried off the field and you pray that the kid's not injured so bad that he's going to be affected his next game or the game after that. Oh, I agree. I agree. I, I, mean, I agree. And I, I mean, think I, also I, I, another I, thing, Dave, I'll say this, that uh, I, I think the slide tackle, the more I watch soccer, the more I'm watching the high-level soccer, like I, I watched the Messi special series on Apple TV, just phenomenal about his uh, coming to America. Oh, just really good TV, and you know you don't you don't yeah. need the, you don't need the slide tackle. Guys are faster, bigger now. Uh, you know I know there are that's a style that some teams like to play, but when you look at some of these uh, center backs and left and right backs, boys and girls. And goalies who are so big, you don't need the slide tackle in soccer. You don't need it. Just like the cut block in football. Cut block in football, you don't need slide tackle in soccer. You don't need you don't need it. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna I I like your idea though. You talked about with the the Christian schools or the Catholic schools or the church, you know, the religious schools, private schools having to play up a division. But there's some states that actually make them play in their own division so that they don't take away from the public school's experience. Yeah, I think Illinois and, and David, thank you for the call and playing well. Now I've seen him; he's a great ref. Is that? Uh, I think Illinois, you have to play up if you're a private school. Yeah, slide tackle in soccer, which is you're trying to slide and get the ball away, but you got you know people running, you're going full speed. That can go at all levels, and the chop block at all levels can go. You just ask them for injuries. It's not needed now. With bigger, stronger, faster athletes, you don't need it. Jim in Caledonia listening on 96 One The Game, you're on The Huge Show. Yeah, hi, Huge. Rule I would like to see changed. Uh, I have never liked the overtime rule in high school. Put the ball at the 10-yard line. Puts too much premium on a place kicker. I like the college rule. If I I watch a high school game for two hours, I don't need a quick, quirky ending. Let's put the ball at the 25. Amen. And and play it out from there. I like it. Uh, The other thing... Yes. The other thing you touched on a few minutes ago is uh, school personnel uh, being the only coaches. Uh, at Caledonia, we have, and I know it's a guy that you regard highly, uh, we have Whitney Bell as our, de- as our defensive coordinator. He's a business person in the community, but not on school staff. And, uh, he, you know, there are people that are, that are great con- contributors that don't necessarily uh, teach or uh, are in the school building. And I do agree with that, and thank you, Jim, uh, for pointing that out from Caledonia. Yeah, I'm I'm not going to be a hypocrite. I know a lot of people who aren't. I'm saying that maybe it would be the JV freshmen. If I had to think, the varsity to get the quality coaches, to get them to stay, to stay together, it's tough to get, especially with how big Caledonia staff is and others, to get all those coaches. But maybe the JV and freshman coaches, 
when you're building sports should be somebody at the school. I'll, I'll go there. And that's what we're doing. We're all just talking. I'm not, my ideas aren't rock solid. They're not set in stone and taking the feedback. And I promise I'm going to take all this feedback and I'll drop Mark Ewell uh, an email saying this is what the audience, some of the things they talked about. If you want to join in, 1-866-838-4843. That's 1-866-838-HUGE. That's on the Mercantile Bank listener line, at HUGE Show on Twitter, The HUGE Show on Facebook. Up next, Michael Hare, DetroitLions.com on the Lions and the Ravens. From Grand Rapids to Detroit, this show is huge. Mercantile Bank is committed to delivering financial solutions that empower businesses to achieve their goals. We take time to understand you and what makes your business unique. From commercial and business banking to treasury and HCM tools, our local team is here to help you take your business to the next level. So when you need a financial partner, Merck is here. To learn more, visit us online at MerckBank.com business. Member FDIC Equal Housing Lender. Bill Simonson here for my good friend Josh Garvey. Now, he is a managing shareholder at Bean Garter, soon to be Dorn Mayhew at the end of the year. And with the merger, there is growth and a chance for you to fill an executive or other high-level finance-related roles, either at Bean Garter here in downtown Grand Rapids or over at the Dorn Mayhew World Headquarters in Troy or at any of their offices across the country and around the world. They have a national specialized talent pool with ideal candidates for long-term placement, ongoing support for post-placement success. So if you're looking for that next chapter in your professional career, talk to Josh Garvey and the team at Bean Garter. Easiest way, you can call Bean Garter, ask for Josh Garvey, or go to their website, B-E-N-E-G-A-R-T-R.com, or look for Bean Garter, soon to be Dorn Mayhew, on Facebook and on Twitter. Imagine this. Winning big at Soaring Eagle. It's pumpkin coin toss. And you can carve out wicked premium play prizes up to three grand. There are drawings every Friday in October from 5 to 11 p.m. And two lucky guests every hour toss to win up to $3,000 premium play. Be there for pumpkin coin toss. Only at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. Your getaway. Reimagine. Visit SoaringEagleCasino.com for complete rules and details. Van Andel Institute Purple Community is a grassroots fundraising network powered by the dedicated volunteers who support VAI's mission to improve human health now and in the future. When you raise funds through the Van Andel Institute Purple Community, 100% of the proceeds go directly to the Institute's research into diseases like cancer and Parkinson's, as well as VAI science education programs. Learn how you can get involved at purplecommunity.org. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. The Huge Show is back live across Michigan Wednesday. Broadcast with Superfly Hayes as our executive producer. MHSAA, huge question of the day. What changes would you make? Rules, divisions, boys and girls sports across this state? 
You can drop those suggestions at 1-866-838-4843. That's 1-866-838-HUGE. That's on the Mercantile Bank listener line at HUGE Show on Twitter, The HUGE Show on Facebook. Lions-Ravens Sunday, Lions getting three points, which is kind of surprising, but it's Lamar Jackson, John Harbaugh, home game for the Ravens. Can the Lions continue that unbelievable run defense and also bump their record to 6-1 and one with a road victory in Baltimore? Mike O'Hara, DetroitLions.com, columnist insider, is standing by. And Michael, how about them Lions? Wow. Well, did, did you just say could they? Well, I'm saying, I see, you know, they've won at Kansas City, they've won at Green Bay, they've won at Tampa. I mean, Baltimore's offense isn't playing well. If they can't run the football, which no team's been able to do it against the Lions, unless Lamar Jackson's going to run for 200 yards, Lions may have a similar like Sunday in Baltimore that they had in Tampa. Yeah, that's uh, that's a good analogy. I, I agree with you on that. But look, if anybody can, look, I would never take anything with Lamar Jackson from just. I wouldn't take it for granted. He's an absolutely an amazing athlete and does things that nobody else can do, probably things that nobody else would try. But but you, you look at his record, uh, huge, absolute winner. Now, he hasn't, you know, he hasn't gone the distance yet. He hasn't gotten to the Super Bowl, but just tremendous talent. And, and trust me, they are so much better with him than they are without him. And he, he can do some wonders and make it a tough day for the Detroit Lions. But I still like the Lions in this game. What have you liked about this team start to finish that's been consistent, even with that ugly loss to Seattle at home, but through all the good so far, six games in, what really impresses you beyond that run defense? Uh, nothing seems to bother them. Nothing seems to, to get them down. I mean, for the moment, you know, you can give up a touchdown or whatever, but they don't take it to, they don't take it to, to you know, Monday morning back at work and all that. They just get back up, zip it back up, and away they go and get ready for the next game. And I like that. There's a team with huge, in my estimation, an awful lot of resolve, a lot of resilience, and number one right at the top, a lot of talent. Who's their MVP? Obviously, I think that would be Goff, who's in the running for not only Lions MVP, but uh, the NFL MVP right now. I saw on the DraftKings Sportsbook app that uh, the most money going on any potential NFL MVP candidate is Jared Goff of the Lions. Well, it sounds to me like somebody wants to get in early and get at the highest odds. I don't think he's the leader, but I think he. I think he'll. I think he's getting noticed now. Obviously, he is, and he'll continue to climb. Let's just say, like he's, and I haven't seen this. But let's just say he's 21 today, and they beat. You know, they they went on Sunday in Baltimore. That he might be 17 to one, and then 15, and so on. But I, I, I would not write him off. As 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 the, as the MVP of the year because he's what have the Lions done before without him? Now they've got an awful lot of good young players, like I said, but, but this is the guy who ties it all together, and makes it run. How long before they get him that new deal extension? However you want to phrase it, uh, is it the bye week? Is that the right time to do it? Well, you could, but I, I think it'll be after this season and then somewhere into next year. I honestly, I. Look, it's a great story. I know when I was working for the Detroit News, I used to love this kind of stuff. But reality, there is there is no real timetable on it. There's no there's no gotta you know gotta date on it. Except I don't think you want to get into next year and have your contract on have your quarterback on a one year contract. So I think most most likely in the off season and whatever is done, given the way that 
you know, given the way that uh, Brad Holmes conducts things, the way that Straight Lines front off the rest of the front office, and and Jared himself. Now they don't try to you know make make headlines on on things. They just they quietly do their business and move on. So that's why I think it would be in the off season. Michael Harry, Detroit Lions senior columnist, insider when it comes to Lions in the NFL, joining us on the Roast Umber Coffee guest line. Why do you like the Lions to win on Sunday, and why could they leave with their second loss of the season? Well, that's a, that's an awfully tough team they're playing. They really are. I don't think. Except for the quarterback, I'm just talking about athleticism. I, I don't. I wouldn't say that necessarily that that they outman the Detroit Lions anywhere in terms of a ta- in terms of talent. That's purely what I'm saying about Lamar Jackson. I really honest. I really like him as a player. I like. I just I like the way I like the way he plays. Wouldn't be my necessarily my type of quarterback if I was running a team. I'd rather have something like Jared Goff who can drop back and you know and, and shred a de- shred a defense at seventy percent anytime he wants. But I, I I think the Lions here have I think they've got more good players than most teams in the National Football League, and the Baltimore Ravens are one of those teams that don't match up talent wise. Michael, enjoy that Baltimore game. Can't believe what we're witnessing from ownership to front office to coaches to players to culture to next man up. Uh, before I do let you go, speaking of next man up, one one other thing with the injuries, uh, any timetable on the return of Gibbs or Branch or Montgomery? I, I just saw the, the practice report about a half an hour ago, and, and two of those uh, had limited practice today, Montgomery, no practice. And it looks like, I don't know how long, it looks like that's going to be a while. To me, just this is not based on anything except my own intuition. I would be surprised if he if he plays again until after the bye. I'm think, talking about Montgomery. Yeah. Let me say that you think Gibbs is back this week or another week of rest for him and Brands? Well, it's a limited practice for, for both of them today. Today's Wednesday. They're practicing for a reason, so I would think that tomorrow they will evaluate them again medically and see how they you know see how they react to. to limited practice and then they'll either step it up or step it out one way or the other uh, but i think we'll, we'll know at four o'clock on 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 friday when the when the injury report for, for sunday comes out we'll know that if there's if there at least a chance that they're going to play and i wouldn't be surprised if if both of them didn't play I, i'm sorry i wouldn't be surprised if both of them played thank you michael i appreciate the update go lions He didn't know what to say when I said go Lions. Uh, he didn't know. Was, is he okay? Is he off the air? I said go Lions, and he didn't know what to say. I think he still maintains his old school reporter side. He could have said okay. He could have came back like with Micro Mike, like one pride. Or Rizzy, like, yeah, betcha. I just said go Lions. I don't think he's a cheerleader. He is an old school journalist. I get that. Make sure he's okay. Like he kind of took it. There was like, <gasps> I I want to make sure he's all right. He's Mike O'Hare, Detroit Lions columnist. David Gregory, uh, he'll join us in studio. He's a NFLPA certified sports agent, lawyer by trade, understands the NIL game at the college level, targets Michigan athletes who want to take their game or at least try to the NFL. He's well-versed when it comes to NIL, and there's a House bill in the state of Michigan that may allow high school athletes to cut their own NIL deals. 
David Gregory in studio from Bull Rush Sports Management here in less than 15 minutes. Everything huge 24-7 at thehugeshow.net. Shop early holiday deals this week at Meyer. Deals like a Vizio 50-inch smart TV for just $249.99. Get 50% off Olympia luggage and 40% off Mr. Coffee coffee makers. Plus, save $10 on next week's in-store purchase when you spend $100 or more on your total purchase today. Then redeem your $10 coupon through October 28th. Start shopping early holiday deals to save now and next week at Meyer. Exclusions apply. See all the deals in the Meyer app. Huge here for Michigan's number one med spa, Urban U. They have locations in the Grand Rapids metro area and also on the east side of the state in Northville. And guys, you need to think about what I just did. I got a hydrofacial. So I watched my pores cleansed in less than 30 minutes. And when they showed me the dirt and grime they took off my face, it was shocking. Urban U can help your skin health. Go to theurbanu.com to find out more. That's theurbanu.com. Ladies, let's go see some men. The show, Friday, November 17th at Soaring Eagle Casino. Come meet the men of your wicked dreams for an affordable night of laughs. And maybe some mischief. Oh the boys are back in town. Tickets for 18 plus, just $25. On sale now. At the box office and etix.com. Sexy costumes. Hot dance moves. Your sensational night of fun returns. Hugs. The show, November 17th at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. Oh, my. How would you like to win $1,500 in cash from Josh Garvey and his team at Bean Carter Dorn Mayhew Firm? All you have to do is beat my pro football picks and you could be the winner. Get your picks in until early Sunday morning at thehugeshow.net. In sports, if you think joy only happens after you win, think again. Look at the world's most successful athletes like Serena Williams, Brooks Kepka, and Alex Morgan. They don't spend all their days grinding away. They take time to enjoy themselves, like getting together with friends over a Michelob Ultra, because they know that happiness is the key to winning and that joy is the whole game, not just the end game. Michelob Ultra, 95 calories, 2.6 grams of carbs. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. Enjoy responsibly. AB Michelob Ultra Light Beer, St. Louis, Missouri. Make sure you listen weekly to our Moving Ferris Forward interviews with Ferris President Bill Pink and other leaders who are moving Ferris forward. Find out more about Big Rapids and Ferris and what they have to offer at ferris.edu. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. Huge show is back live across Michigan. Final segment, hour number two. Superfly Hayes is our executive producer. Our MHSAA huge question of the day has had incredible response. What changes would you make to boys and girls, if any, high school sports, rules, divisions, private versus public, school of choice? There's been so much feedback. Universally, everybody wants a shot clock in basketball. That seems to be uh, the most nominated. Uh, boys golf in the fall uh, is another one. So keep them coming. I will send along uh, these ideas and comments uh, to Mark Ewell, the executive director 
of the Michigan High School Athletic Association. You can drop them on air on the Mercantile Bank listener line, 1-866-838-4843. Add Huge Show on Twitter, The Huge Show on Facebook. Uh, Stephen Toledo, I got about 40 seconds. What's on your mind? Uh, yeah, just a couple quick things here. This is a huge fan of the show. I listen to it all the time. Thank you. Um, not, uh, I was going to touch on that soccer uh, ref you had on there. He was talking about um, if you injure somebody, you set out injured. Could you imagine the flops? Could you oh, imagine gosh. how many flops we have? I'm not, I, I, I don't agree with that, uh, Steve. I, I do agree with taking away the slide tackle in soccer and the chop block uh, in high school football. I'm, I've had it with the chop block. And it's on the teams running the option. And the chop block was there originally because you had small offensive linemen uh, take it away, all levels. People can man up and block. In the slide tackle in soccer, you're just asking for broken legs, ankles, cleats. Uh, it's, it's a dangerous move because the legs aren't protected, except for the shin guards that half the kids you have to force them to wear. 24-7, everything you need is at thehugeshow.net.